0: You're listening to the e-commerce excellence podcast with Joris Brion.
1: Hey, this is Joris of the e-commerce excellence podcast. And today I'm really excited to talk to Neil Odens. Neil is the founder and CEO of Concurrent.nl. And I know that for our English speaking listeners, that may sound like a strange name, but Concurrent, it's uh, is a Dutch online store that sells car tires. And um, the word means something like tire competitor. And Neil is a true entrepreneur, and I'm sure uh, this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Um, after all, in 2016, Bande Konkren, they won an award for being the fastest-growing e-commerce in the Netherlands. And in 2015, they were the fourth fastest-growing e-commerce in the Netherlands. Um, and for those who are not really familiar with the e-commerce landscape in the Netherlands, uh, well, they're pretty advanced. Uh, I think probably in Europe, uh, Netherlands is the most advanced when it comes to e uh, E commerce. So, winning those awards really means uh, something. And I'm sure we'll learn uh, a thing or two about growing an online store. Neil, welcome to the e commerce excellence podcast. I'm really happy to have you here.
0: Yeah, thank you, Joris. Uh, the pleasure is actually mine. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Um, well, uh, just to start off, I, I'd love for you to tell everybody a little bit about your background where did you come from in your career, how you got started in e commerce, and how did you get to this point, basically?
0: Sure. Yeah. So basically, I, I've been an entrepreneur since uh, since I'm, uh, I was 16, basically. So I really started out very young, uh, selling all kinds of things, you know, uh, 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 hardware, large quantities of hardware. I bought from um, uh, government institutions and sold them to Eastern Europe and Africa. And then uh, two years, three years later, when I was about uh, 18, 19, I joined my brother who founded a e-recruitment software company. where We were just with three guys back then in the garage. And uh, we grew that to a company, uh, you know, international company with five offices and uh, I think 200 customers in, in just uh, five or six years. It yeah. was a really great time. And I learned a lot already on a very young age, uh, you know, uh, in terms of business development, growth, etc. So, um, yeah, basically, after after six, seven years, I decided to uh, start a new company, which was uh, was concurrent.
1: Right. Um, so um, you, you said you sold hardware to Eastern Europe and, and Africa. How, how did that work? Was that online? Was it like eBay based or, or how, how did it go?
0: <laughs> it was just picking up the phone and, and, and calling uh, the, these companies and, then, you know, uh, uh, and organizations and then calling you know, the, the potential buyers and ask them if they were interested in it. It was a very fun time, actually, because Internet was really uh, still very young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just did it over the phone, traded in it. And uh, when I arrived, people were just really surprised, you know, because they just saw a very young guy who didn't have his driver's license. And, <laughs> you know, I had to go there with a friend who was just three years older and who did have his driver's license, who is still, by the way, uh, working in in, uh, in my company right now. So it's really great. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so basically that's that's how I did it. You know, and uh, of course, the people were then asking of these government organizations like, gosh, what's happening with our data? You know, are you sure it's secure? And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. It's all fine. You know, we were working on that. But yeah, of course, I as young as I was, I didn't really have a clue on how to make sure that the data, uh, you know, was 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 safe, basically. But yeah, it it was a very interesting period.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, how how, uh, does a 16 year old come up with that idea?
0: Yeah, gosh, I don't I I cannot even remember. I think, you know, I have four older brothers. And I think one of them was telling me that in his company, they had uh, a lot of laptops and and desktops that were not in use anymore. And so I thought, wow, you know, why not just try to buy them for for basically zero and just, you know, sell them off. and, And you know I, I it was it was very uh, interesting like computers I bought for 5 euros a piece you know and I sold them for 20 25 30 euros um, just being the middleman so it was really really cool
1: yeah yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting experience but uh, so from there then you went into software and then you ended up in e-commerce how, how did it occur to you start selling car tires actually
0: yeah so car tires is not really my passion I mean I, I definitely love cars a lot uh, or yeah yeah, I always have been, uh, but um, basically, uh, it, you know, in 2010, uh, I, was, I was thinking of doing something in e-commerce because back then it was really still very young and, and booming. Um, and I was thinking like, you know, what can I possibly sell over the internet that people don't have to see, smell or touch? You know, it, I, I really didn't think that people would buy clothing online. I was mm-hmm. very wrong in that. But back then, I, I thought people would not do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, it happened actually in that winter, I can still remember winter of 2010, there was a huge uh, snowstorm here in the Netherlands and we've never had a snowstorm like that for, for, I think one week, everything was just shut down, you know, like airports Mm -hmm. were not functioning anymore. Uh, trains were not uh, going anymore. So it was really, it was really an interesting time. And, and, you know, I heard on the radio as well that, uh, the, all the winter tires were sold out and then i thought you know gosh this is actually a really cool product to sell online and and uh it actually fitted the criteria as well that i had for myself uh you know it it also needed to be um a a product that i could sell easily online where price was still uh, a major issue for people because i thought you know people would go on the internet for price Mm -hmm. Um, and tires you know i i knew from my own experience actually in that same week i i had to buy four new tires for my own car and i went to a traditional garage and they charged me 1100 euros and then i looked on the internet and i saw that they were actually for sale for 600 euros the exact same tires so i was like wow you know 500 euros of difference that's you know tremendous right for the exact same product um so then i i i saw that there was a a huge uh, gap you know in terms of pricing and and i thought I'm, i'm definitely going to try to to uh, to make this work i'm going to try to make a business out of this so i called a friend and i just asked him to basically uh, uh you know put a website online with me and and you know in that same weekend after two or three days of working with a lot of pizza we uh, mm-hmm. we had our first website up and running you know and yeah. i called some distributors and uh, they said sure you know we can send you our stock file and just just put it online and uh it worked you know uh, after the weekend we had something online and of course that's very interesting because then you hope that some customers will come and buy from you and of course for the first few weeks it was very silent but then after uh, some link building and some putting some links on forums and things like that i saw the first traffic coming in and actually the first orders coming in as well so that's that was also a very exciting moment of course to see that something that you worked on for a very short period of time was already showing some sort of you know first uh, first traction
1: yeah absolutely so that that uh, friend of yours um who made the site was that also a business partner
0: no 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 it was just a guy that i paid 250 dollars or euros to to pay uh, to, to basically build the site with me in that weekend Oh, yeah that's not a bad deal uh, yeah.
1: yeah and i know that um in the beginning i mean you, you were kind of bootstrapping and, and you tried to grow the business and brought people on board with like specific skills who could help you grow in certain areas and instead of like paying them their regular fee you gave them shares of the company um and then i know for a lot of people that's a tempting way to get that kind of specialist help without really having to pay them money that you don't have at that time um, yeah. t- tell me about your experience because I-, I know it can be risky at times uh, yeah of to- course so whatever we had a combination right so we first worked worked
0: with freelancers a lot uh, through mm-hmm. uh, you know platforms like uh, upwork uh, back then it was called odesk so you know we actually uh, got in in the news with that as well national television that we were working with so many freelancers and it was really working well which was which was great but then you know certain things it's quite hard to do with freelancers right so mm-hmm. for example um, you know uh, search engine optimization you really ideally want someone who uh does know your business who's you know really in it and also can do the link building and the 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 content part of it so i decided to um to have some partners on board uh for for uh seo but also sea for online marketing uh and uh, and even customer service i, I uh, actually asked somebody to join me and i gave him some shares in return uh mm-hmm. the lesson that i really learned and i'm very happy that um, in most times i actually did it and in some time in, in actually one particular case i i uh you know i didn't actually so most cases i i had a um, a clause that uh, it's basically called a good lever bad lever clause Mm -hmm. which means that if someone leaves the company earlier on, they have to give a certain percentage back against the cost price of those shares. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's say, you know, you just say, okay, within three, if you leave the company within three years, you have to, you know, give back 75% of your shares. If you leave within four years, you have to give uh, 50% back. And if you leave within five years, you have to give 25% back. Mm -hmm. And if you leave, You know, before that, you need to give everything back, basically. Uh, Right. So you just, you really buy commitment, right? And that's the, the, also why you give shares to people is so that they actually are committed to your company. That's Mm -hmm. the only purpose. So, uh, and the the one instance that I didn't do it, this, this clause, I kind of regret it because, uh, you know, a, a person has shares in the company and he left four years ago or three years ago, and he still has... As a percentage, although the company is uh, is already you know a lot further on the on the road and and basically you know progressing without him, you know, and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those mistakes that you make in the beginning. But if I could give someone advice around this, then it would be let like, make sure that you have everything on paper and that you have mm-hmm. good clauses for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, great advice, and especially that good lever, bad lever clause. I, I think it it can save a lot of people a lot of headache because. What you want to avoid is that it becomes an easy ride to some people uh, that leave the company and still have some shares and you're putting in all the work. And, and then at the end of the day, they, yeah, they get the rewards from all, all your work. And maybe were were committed in the beginning for uh, a few months or a year, maybe even two. But then, yeah, uh, they, can, they still get money, and, and uh, but they don't put in any effort anymore. Um, um, yeah. And by the way, you you just don't
0: know how long it will actually take to make your company successful as well. You yeah, know, maybe, maybe I'm going to do this with the rest of the team for the next 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. the, the guy that was there five, six years ago, you know, already, uh, you know, hasn't been there for around 14 years. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and still has shares. It, it's kind of a, so you just want to make sure that this is, uh, this is uh, well, uh, well organized already from the start on, especially yeah. when you're actually working with friends. It's very important to make up the rules before you actually, uh, you know, start the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And, and that's a, a great piece of advice here. Um, what do you believe are the keys to grow an e-commerce business in today's environment?
0: Well, so, uh, you know, since since two or three years ago, um, we've always had three pillars that we were focusing on, right? So the first one was traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was conversion rate optimization. And the third one was pricing. Uh, since two three years, we have a fourth one, and it's customer retention. It's a bit strange that we didn't have that in the beginning, but you know, in the beginning of the company, we are really focusing on growth and customer acquisition. Yeah, uh, and now that we have that, we just noticed that you know retention is is very you know important, probably even the mm-hmm. most important part because it's it's it can be the the, the silent killer or the, the 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 silent booster of your business, right? Uh, and everybody knows that. Uh, acquiring a customer is more expensive than than basically retaining a customer so uh, those are the four criteria that that we are or have been constantly working on also today we're constantly working on them and we have you know several kpis for this mm-hmm. and that's what i love about e-commerce as well you know you can measure everything in, in your business you can measure uh, you know Basically, everything from customer retention to customer satisfaction to how many users you get in, how many links you need to place every month to have a certain amount of growth, you can estimate that, you know, so there there are so many things that you can measure. So you really have, you know, your own success um, uh, in hand, you can really influence your own success. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And that's, that's what I love about business, uh, about e commerce business. So yeah, Oh sorry. Yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. One more thing that I wanted to add to that. So you know, I think in e-commerce you really have to score a ten on on all the aspects, right? And that's mm-hmm. what, what's really hard. Like you can do really well on customer acquisition and 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 uh, conversion rates, but you can do terrible a terrible job on customer service, and then you will have bad reviews and it will not work. Or you can let's say take care take great care of the online side and even the, the, you know, the customer service, but just do a really bad job on your margins and on suppliers and things like that, uh, which actually, you know, make sure that you become a, a financial healthy company. Uh, so, you know, and to be honest, that's one of the things that I uh, regret most that I kind of uh, uh, looked at that a bit too late, you know, in the, in the process uh, mm-hmm. that the margin part and the supplier part, and actually the, the real business side of it.
1: Yeah, because well, because uh, it's already in the name tire competitor. So price is one of the main uh, points you compete on, right? Um, and and I know that's uh, that may be an a, attractive proposition. And when you start out, and it probably was also the case in uh, in your case, because you saw how cheap uh, tires could be online and how much you paid uh, in the garage. But um, what's your experience with the whole pricing uh, and and trying to be the cheapest one on the market? Well, trying to be the cheapest one in the market is really
0: good for the beginning of your business, right? You can undercut mm-hmm. on price, but it's a very cheap way. It's the the, the the cheapest or easiest way to to basically get customers in. You know, it's it's the. Um, uh, but I do believe that at the same time, like it's it's not a very sustainable way. You know, you're in this business to make money, uh, yeah. and um, you know, being the cheapest definitely has as some negative. Uh, points to it i think uh the, the biggest one the biggest negative or the biggest downside i would say is that who comes for price goes for price right so mm-hmm. if you don't have uh if you're always the the cheapest you don't build customer loyalty and so you know it's going to be really hard to keep this up for for a longer period of time uh mm-hmm. if i if i could do this again and in a way i'm actually reinventing the company uh you know on different markets because we are uh, also working on an international expansion. We will do this on a different name, you know. So it will it will be up Twenty Four, which is you know more focusing on service and mm-hmm. not so much price. Uh, uh, again, because it's it's very ki- difficult to keep this up, and um, I think also it's it's you know it's it's a very um, it's a very stressful game. You have, of course, pricing is always important, also in e-commerce, right? Yeah. but um doing this for the long term i think it's not you're not setting yourself
1: up for success mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i and i agree i mean uh price is an attractive proposition in the beginning but after a while it, it gets difficult and it puts so much pressure on anything you do Um when you want to spend on marketing you have to be super strict and you cannot afford to lose a penny i mean it has to be spot on and your uh customer lifetime value has to be really good in order to make up for any money you spend on marketing and it's it, it puts a lot of pressure on the on the business anything uh, sure. that you do yeah um, or you, you also i
0: think you know to to add to that uh, yours i think mm-hmm. you really have to wonder or ask yourself uh you know what does one satisfied customer actually really cost me yeah. you know because uh, if, you, if you have let's say your margins are so low that you cannot actually serve your customers in a way that they expected from you mm-hmm. you're going to be out of business in a very short period of time you know yeah. because you will have bad reviews uh, within a few weeks or months and it, it will be really hard to to basically uh work on on, on your reputation you know mm-hmm. your reputation it's it's very it's the most important thing that you have online mm-hmm. uh so so if i may give you know our listeners one piece of advice then that would be like really wonder or ask yourself, what's, you know, what does an actual satisfied or not even satisfied, satisfied is very like, uh, you know, minimum, <laughs> minimum term. You know exactly. What, yeah. what does it actually really cost to have delighted and ha- very happy customers, raving fans, as they call it sometimes, raving fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that um, that idea um, because it puts um, a lot of what we do in digital marketing in a different daylight. Because we typically look at stuff like a CPA, how much do you pay per acquisition, but it should actually be something like a CPDA, like a c- uh, cost per delighted acquisition. Um, if right. <laughs> like that's measurable. Yeah, that would be a great yeah. uh, metric and a great KPI to to run your business on. Because uh, I, I, I mean, uh, customers they they um, they are more and more demanding and uh what was like uh, uh something to to differentiate yourself on a few years ago now is uh, a minimum requirement to do business um, and and it's uh, yeah and i like that idea of of uh yeah, what does a satisfied customer cost you? I think that's a very healthy way to uh, to look at it. Uh, because it, after all, um, it is um, it is about your customers. And, uh, it's not just box moving what you do. Um, you try to help out uh, people. Um, yeah. What is uh, the biggest mistake you think you made over the years?
0: Uh, well, there are lots of them. I mean, I make mistakes, uh, big mistakes every week or every month. Uh, you know in america they say fail fast it's one of the startup mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, startup lines that you hear a lot uh I, I do like that in a sense you know it's it's important to just it's better to to fail and fail fast than to just do nothing at all or basically yeah. see a bit too late uh like where you should have actually uh, changed but i think um uh my one of one of my bigger mistakes is that uh, i think that i should have focused more on customer satisfaction earlier on in the company Mm -hmm. um and less on the pricing part i think that's uh you know so um yeah because then then you i mean of course tires you're not buying them every day right so customer satisfaction doesn't really um I mean, you won't see this directly in your numbers because if, if, let's say, we would deliver or give a bad service, then we probably f- see this, that this customer doesn't come back anymore in three years you know, because mm-hmm. people just buy tires every three years, so to say. But, um, but I, I do believe that people remember things and, and especially on the Internet, they will they just write about you, uh, as we all know. So it is very important to to focus on, uh, on customer uh, service and make that a top top priority because at the end of the day they are paying your salary they're paying your rent customers are paying your your people and it's it's you know really the customer that you all do it for. Um, so that, that's one thing I think. Another thing that I would have um, done a bit differently as well is in the beginning we've really focused a lot on working with interns because they are of course uh, you know very cheap. Mm-hmm. it's very interesting in that sense to have interns you pay them two three hundred euros a month and you know the ratio was always like we have one employee for three interns so if we had like okay. five fixed employees then we had 15 interns yeah. uh you know in the beginning it's great to do it like that you know but i think we sh- we kind of shifted a bit too late in that so uh i now we have a ratio of one on one so we have one mm-hmm. intern one uh, employee um and that, that's, that's a lot better, you know, because we just see that that gives us more quality, more consistency in our business um, in terms of the procedures that we have. And, and you know, the, 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 the knowledge as well that we have, we kind of retain it more into our, into our company. So that, that would be yeah, my, uh, my advice as well to, to startups. That, those are the things that I think we could have done differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I a mean, great advice and we can all learn from mistakes other people made. So that's why I like, I like that question. Um, yeah. Hey, Neil, um, this has been uh, great. And we could probably go on for uh, another, another few hours, uh, but Definitely. we're running out of time. <laughs> and I want to make sure that people know how they can find you and learn more about you. Um, sure. what, what's the best place for people uh, to connect with you? Yeah, just connect with me on LinkedIn, uh,
0: you know, Neil Audens N-E-A-L. Uh, dash Audens O-D-D-E-N-S. Uh, so Neil Audens uh, connect with, with me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'll, I'll definitely try to get back to you as soon as possible.
1: Awesome. Uh, thank you so, far, so much for being here, Neil. Uh, it's been really great. Thanks. Thank you, yours, and uh, take care. Thank you. The E-Commerce Excellence
0: Podcast is sponsored by Dexter.agency. We help e-commerce business owners scientifically increase revenue without needing more traffic. Ready to discover a more reliable way to increase conversion and, more importantly, revenue? Register for our free training, The 5 Transformations That Double E-commerce Profits at dexter.agency/webinar.